This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. On this episode, I'm actually going to kick you over to our YouTube crew. Patrick, Doug, Luke, and Joey are all drafting their all-time World Series team. That's about 12 or 14 players. So it's a fun episode. Listen along. You could see which players perhaps you might have drafted on your own team. And we hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back probably Sunday with the regular crew for a regular show. So again, enjoy it. Have a good weekend. Welcome back, everybody, to the Bastards of Boston Baseball YouTube channel. My name is Patrick. I am here today with Luke, Doug, and Joey. What we are doing today is our very first fantasy draft. The four of us, we are collaboratively coming up with our all-time Red Sox World Series team. Here's how we're going to do this. We are drafting our starting nine, including a designated hitter, three bench or utility guys, two starting pitchers, and two relief pitchers. We're doing a snake draft. The order is as follows. Luke, Doug, myself, and Joey. And then we're going to loop back around. That's 16 total picks. Each guy gets four selections for the ball club. Here's what we're going to do at pick 16 to mix it up a little bit. Uh, that pick is going to go to uh, Luke. Luke is going to get an option. He's either going to select the final player on the team, that's 16th pick, or he has the option to veto somebody else's pick, take over that position on the team, pick his own guy, and then whoever got vetoed will pick the 16th pick. So we all end up with four picks, four guys on the team, nice and even. All right, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to start with Luke. He's got the number one overall pick. Luke, who is it going to be? I'm honored to make this first pick. Uh, Well, uh, I would say he's by far the best hitter that any of us have ever seen. Maybe not everybody agrees with that. Maybe not everyone on this panel agrees with it, but if you disagree, you're wrong. Sorry, but he's the best hitter any of us have ever seen. He's the best right-handed hitter of his generation. He was the the main spark that made the 2004 uh, championship team and the 2007 championship team uh, really, he was that the spark that made it go, that made those two teams, the offensive juggernauts they were. Uh, Yeah. The best right-handed hitter I've ever seen the best right-handed hitter of his generation uh, left fielder, Manny Ramirez. He didn't, he didn't leave the best way. He wasn't always the best teammate, but I mean, come on, like the way this guy would just pitchers, the approach he would put up there, 
um, against whatever pitcher he's going against, the way he could sit on a pitch for a whole weekend. And then when he finally gets it in a big spot, hit it out of the park, stand there, watch it go and pimp out around the bases. I mean, the best I've ever seen, Manny. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any argument who should be the number one uh, pick in this draft. Manny Ramirez in left field. He's going to take over that very first draft pick. I had Manny in left field. I'm wondering, uh, Doug, did you have Manny in left as well? Of course I had him in left field. You'd have to be crazy not to. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. I love it. Doug, it's your pick now. You've got the number two pick. Who's it going to be? Number two pick goes to my boy, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Bam, part of three World Series. Three of the four that we've seen in our lifetime. How can he not be the DH of your all-time Red Sox team? Great guy. Great smile. Great left-handed bat. Um, When I had to go and make my picks, I picked who did I love to watch play baseball? David Ortiz was number one. Loved him, loved to watch him, loved to see him hit. Mr. Clutch, that grand slam against the Tigers, 2004. David Ortiz, let's go. What do y'all think? Kick-ass bat flip, too. I agree. I feel like with those, uh, I was thinking more uh, specifically 2004 Ortiz, uh, those uh, game five and, or excuse me, game four and game five walk-offs. I feel like um, we wouldn't have the Red Sox we know today without him. Joey, David Ortiz, we feel like it had to be him at DH. I'm thinking you had him too. You know, in the early 1900s, there was no DH. So unfortunately, I did not have a different option. But yes, I I love David Ortiz, and I think he's the perfect pick for this obvious pick. There you go. I love it. I myself have the number three pick. And I tried in my own approach to think about specific seasons. Like I said before, I was thinking particularly 04 Ortiz. And I've been trying to think about guys who had the best overall seasons. Um, I feel like this is sort of an obvious pick and one that might be chosen by another guy. So I could pass it off, but I feel like I want to do it myself in right field, the 2018 season of Mookie Betts. I mean, this is a guy who won the MVP that year, all-star, gold glove, silver slugger. I miss Mookie. Uh, You know, I know that we had to let him go, uh, but I feel like that 2018 time was such a sweet spot for our team, and he was such a fun player to watch. We'll talk about a great right-handed bat, a great um, multifaceted player, and a guy that I feel really represented um, that 2018 team, which is arguably the best World Series team in Red Sox history. So the third pick, I'm going in right field, Mookie Betts. He had that signature moment in my mind of the 2018 season, that grand slam against uh, Jay Happ on that, I think it was 13 pitch at bat, where it was just kind of, that was the first time I felt like, holy shit, this team is, this team is a lot better than people realize it is. And who'd he throw out at second base or was it third base against the Astros? Wasn't it uh, Tony Kemp? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Kemp. It was one of the fastest guys on the team. Man, that throw was dynamite. Imagine being Tony Kemp, getting thrown out at second base in a big spot like that. And you're, that's all you're there for is because you're fast pretty much. 
and he gets gunned down at second base in a situation like that. He's going to the loneliest guy in that locker room that night. Love the pick. Love Mookie. There we go. We've got a little uh, offense to start off the draft, but we've got Mookie giving us a little defense as well. Joey, you've got the number four pick and the number five pick. Number four is a little bit more pivotal. What are you thinking, your number four overall pick? You know, this is a guy, you know, he's from a few years ago. You know, I, I never exactly got to watch him play. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> he's a center fielder. He's the all-time leader in doubles. Uh, I went with Tris Speaker. Um, led the league in home runs in 1912 with 10. Uh, a prodigious power hitter. Led the league with 53 doubles. Uh, won an MVP back in the day where you could only, were only allowed to win one. Had a 4.63 OBP, was an excellent fielder, was well known for, for sitting in shallow center field to be able to throw out people on uh, easy line drives. An excellent fielder, part of that golden trio with Harry Hoover and Duffy Lewis. And I think he's a great addition to this team. He had a bomb Luke, I know. Of Archibald oh, Hallahan that I saw once. It was, it was a moonshot. I know you're not too crazy about this pick, Luke, but I got to say, 1912 Tris Speaker, he was my center fielder as well. So I'm feeling pretty good about this. Doug, any thoughts? We're going way back to guys we've never seen play ball, a totally different era of baseball. What are you thinking? Who had the Civil War comment before we started? <laughs> Honestly, uh, for me, I didn't even go back that far. I just stayed with the, the four most recent World Series. So I ain't going to hate on it, but cool. <laughs> We'll see if he does the same thing as we loop back around to the second round, pick number five. Joey, back to you. What are you thinking? Uh, you know, I, I was thinking, and I was trying to think of some starting pitchers, and I was trying to think of a specific year in which a starting pitcher had a certain impact. And I just, I came across this guy, you know, from 1912. His name is Smokey Joe Wood, <laughs> who had a fantastic 35 complete games with 34 wins very instrumental in the Red Sox winning the World Series that year. Walter Johnson, in fact, said about Smokey Joe Wood that he had the fastest uh, forcing fastball they'd ever seen. So this was a guy that was a giant of his time. His career was cut short by injury. But uh, yeah, so I'm going with Smokey Joe Wood, 35 complete games. We don't even need close. We don't need relief pitchers. He'll pitch the full game, nine innings every game. So this was the 1912 Smokey Joe Wood season? Yeah, 1912. I think he did a little bit better in 1911, but I'll, I won't I won't argue with it. No World Series win that year. That four no, that no four way. that four seam fastball. I have heard about that. I hear that topped out it. about 87 miles an hour. So that guy threw gas. That's why they called him Smokey Joe Wood. Ten shutouts. Ten shutouts. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, I went uh, a little bit back in the day uh, with some of my pitchers. I I miss Smokey Joe. Um, but definitely a fun, interesting pick. I'm going to move on now to pick number six. That's my pick. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by Joey. And I have two starting pitchers that I really like. I figured I'd go one old school, one newer guy. But I'm going to cut the newer guy. And I am going to go with the 1903 Cy Young season. I mean, he's the Cy Young. Let's take a look at some of these stats that year. He went 28 and nine, pitched 40 games with 35 starts, 34 complete games and 35 starts. Once again, who needs a reliever when you've got guys like this? 
an ERA plus 145, 8.0 war. I know we're, it's hard to compare it to modern guys, but compared against guys uh, in his own season, I mean, he's the Cy Young for a reason. So we've now taken both starting pitchers off the board with Smokey Joe and Cy Young. Luke, I know you're not crazy about this. What are you thinking? Can I replace somebody now or do I have to wait until the end of the show? You have to wait till the end of the show. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah, he's Cy Young. What, 511 wins? I mean, I, I, again, I didn't go back this far. I just felt like, what can I, I all I could do was regurgitate stats. But I've heard about Smokey Joe Wood. I've heard about Cy Young. You know, I'm sure they're very, very worthwhile picks. I mean, I just, you know, it was back in the day when guys just, you know, they didn't work out. They just kind of did their own thing, you know, got drunk before the ball game, went out and, you know, threw nine innings, uh, you know, every other day they would throw nine innings. Um, so, I mean, great. These, those, that was when men were, were men, you know, so uh, great. I, I'm thinking of one pitcher in particular that I'm like, how can we do this thing without this pitcher here? But I mean, you know, they, by the grace of God, I've got the last pick. So can I add one thing? I'll leave can it at that. You don't have to worry about Tommy John surgery with these guys. <laughs> That's fast. true. That's true. And they did name the an award of... after him. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, you're right. And could you imagine the kind of seasons they could put up with the training regiments we have now and the workouts we have now? Who knows? Could be a totally different ball game. We wouldn't know because they'd all be truck drivers today. <laughs> it wouldn't make the major league. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should <laughs> old guys so much. Well, it's funny, Cy Young in 1903 was old. Like, he was, like, in his late 30s, right, in that season? And he pitched for 40 more seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I went with more modern people, pitchers. Um, so everyone I got circled here doesn't get a shout-out now. So um, We can do some discards at be, the end if you want. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a, a – you're giving Luke a run for his money for his veto. <laughs> <laughs> which one of these guys from the 20th century is it going to be all right uh there you go back to you doug you've got pick number seven who's it going to be i don't know how he fell to pick number seven because he was number two in my book you want to win a world series the same year you win the rookie of the year my boy dustin pedroia the original dirt dog um love him he manned second base for us for more for about 10 years. Um, his time got cut short due to a certain player who shall not be named on this podcast. <laughs> um, I love Pedroia. Second base, defensive, offensive. He bunch of gold gloves, um, all-stars, MVP. What more can you ask? Um, from, from the guy who manned the second base in, you know, 2007 and 2013 when we won. I love him. He might not be the best second baseman in the team's history, but Bobby Doerr never won a World Series. So, um, like, but he's two things you mentioned, Doug. Uh, the original Dirt Duck. Well, I don't know about the original. I always think of Trot Nixon as the original Dirt Dog, but, you know, he's a prototypical Dirt Dog. Exactly. He defines what that term means and the other thing that his career was cut short i mean yeah it was 
thing, you know, certainly, you know, that was the nail in the coffin. But, I mean, his career got cut short because he went balls out every single game. So because his career got short, cut short because of the style he played. So it's almost like it went hand in hand. His career had to end early just because he just, you know, you can't play that hard every day for that long uh, without having to pay that price. So unfortunate, but. You know, that's that's the way I wanted. That's the way we all wanted to see him play. My favorite player of all time. Yeah, I I, I struggled real hard with this one between him and Ian Kinsler. <laughs> Just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, Luke, we're back to you. You've got two in a row. You've got eight, and you've got nine. First, let's hear who your number eight pick is going to be. So. Uh, again, my approach wasn't just naming the best pitcher, the best players um, that I could think of. It was just, you know, putting a team together. Who do I want in what position, you know, for a season or for a series, um, especially a World Series. So um, this one's probably going to seem like it's coming out of left field to a lot of people that are watching. But uh, with my next pitch, I mean, you need a closer, right? So and um, I'm actually going with that uh, from the 2013 season Koji Uehara um he's not the he's not the one that everybody's thinking of first when you're thinking of Red Sox World Series closers but he was so freaking dominant in that season he gave up nine earned runs he walked nine guys and he struck out 101 guys in 74 and a third innings pitch he was practically unhittable that nasty splitter um, I love closers who throw splitters because if you can throw the splitter well consistently, you can't you can't hit it, and most of the time you can't help to lay off it because it just it looks like a really good fastball that's coming in thigh high. And he just he was just I'm not even talking about his emo, you know, uh, his charisma and stuff. Everybody loved Koji, but he just in that 2013 season he was dominant he was absolutely phenomenal and if i have to have one red sox world series closer ever on the team i'm going with koji i agree with you luke i had uh, koji as my number one relief pitcher also above the guy that i think most people think of as the red sox closer but like i said earlier i was thinking of it season by season right we've got 2013 koji versus only one World Series for the other guy. And when we compare the two, Koji definitely comes out on top. Doug, you had quite the reaction that the folks at home aren't going to get to see, but you were definitely excited by that pick. What are you thinking? I was jumping off my seat. Koji's my boy. You know, when me and me and the wife are watching the baseball games in 2013, it's Koji time, man. You get a guy who's happy to come out, pitch, let alone to me, that's good enough. But when you're that nasty, you never had to worry about Koji. I hope Kimbrel is not the other guy you're about to pick, and I don't think it is. But Kimbrel, man, sometimes you were biting your nails. Koji was ice every single time, no doubt. He would have been my next pick. Joey, not much of a choice on relievers, considering, well, wasn't exactly much of a thing back in the day. You kind of had to go 21st century for this. Was he one of the guys that you had in the bullpen on your team? He was one of the two. You know, I, I, I like the pick for Koji, too, because it, it, it keeps the same velocity we have with Cy Young. You know, it's a similar velocity, so we're not going to really throw off the other team that much. So, you know, I, you know, I kind of wanted a little deception with that, you know, maybe bring in a flamethrower. But I like the Koji pick, obviously, one of the most dominant seasons ever as a reliever. And I think he's perfect for this team. 
All right, Luke, you've got two picks back to back. You're taking over the number nine pick as well. Who's it going to be? If we're going by seasons, individual seasons, this guy probably isn't somebody that a lot of people would pick uh, because in this season he was still developing, uh, but now he's a monster. And, you know, you look at the guys you have in the lineups through those historical World Series seasons, um, you know, if you look at the, you know, collaboration of him now and him then, had a huge home run uh, that sealed the deal against the Astros in the ALCS. And he's one of the, I think he's one of the five best uh hitters in the major leagues right now so i'm going with rafael devers at third base as much as i love devers i was thinking individual seasons and that just like you said that 2018 season he was still young he's still developing i didn't choose him myself i'm wondering if anybody else had rafi at third base doug you're shaking your head yes uh, I definitely had rafi at third base um he was huge in, in 18 and i think if we could ever get this contract extension done, do it. Um, he will have another monster season and another monster postseason for the Red Sox in the near future. Doug, we are right back to you. You've got the number 10 pick. We've got the outfield filled up. We've got both of our starters. We've got our DH. There's a couple spots we're still missing. What are you thinking? The person that plays right next to him, Xander Bogarts. Came up in 13, and he's been our shortstop ever since. Um, I can't remember who it was with, but I remember watching in 2013, and he took a walk against someone. I, I can't remember it, who exactly it was. Luke's shaking his head. Maybe he can uh, help me out after this. But, you know, just the announcers are saying, how does this young kid take a walk right now? And... Um, you know, he wasn't a full-time player back then, but he made an impact. Um, and then no doubt in 18, he made a huge impact still. Uh, he's been our shortstop since then, and he's been our only real consistency since Nomar left. And it's too bad we can't have him on this list because he did not finish that 2004 season with the, with the Red Sox. Go X! Well, does Nomar count? Nomar got a ring, right? Yeah, I think you, if you wanted to, you could put him on there. I wouldn't, but I, I think he would count. He did get a ring. He played until the deadline. I would well, unless, you always forget. unless you want to use your veto on him, too late. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried to look for an old, old-timey shortstop. I really did. And they're all bad. I mean, I mean there's this guy <laughs> named, you want to hear this name? Heine Wagner. There's Heine Wagner in, in 1912. Who I mean, he had 275. But, I mean, yeah, no one's on the level of Xander. I agree that I wouldn't put no more on the list. I feel like that, you know, sort of the narrative of 2004 is things kind of turned around after no more left. Um, and so not to say he wasn't a valuable part of that 04 team and, and the years before that I feel like um, post no more is almost the Red Sox that we know today. No more. There was a toxicity in the clubhouse with him. He was a malcontent. He was a whiny little you know like I he was a great player but you know that was when the injuries started happening and he was always a problem remember that Yankee game where Jeter dove into the stands and they after he caught it they cut to Omar just sitting on the bench like Ugh. 
Like, cause he was on the bench during that game. Pokey Reese was playing shortstop that game. Um, and they shipped him out not long after, but really quick about Bogarts. I think obviously he's who I had to, I think he's getting a really bum rap right now with his defense. I'm not big on defensive stats. I think he's a really good shortstop. Maybe he doesn't have the greatest range, but if you play shortstop, even if all you're doing is getting the ground balls that are hit right at you, you're a pretty good fielder. He doesn't make many errors. I just wanted to, I really hate this narrative. I don't know where it came from that Bogart shortstop. So, cause I think he's fantastic all around as long as he can stay healthy. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. He passes the eye test for me. He's a leader in the clubhouse and he can hit, but uh, yeah, I, I love him. Our, our team better avoid ground balls to the left side or we're going to have major problems just like we have now. All right. Uh, going to move on now to my pick, pick number 11. I said last time I was debating between one of the old school guys, one of the 1900 guys, and one of our newer guys. Last time I went old school, so I think this time I'm going to go newer. I'm going to go 2004 Jason Veritek as our catcher. I feel like there's really no other real choice. Um, and if I'm basing it on particular seasons, not only was that one of Veritek's best seasons, it's also the season that he punched A-Rod in the face. So I feel like if there is a Red Sox catcher, uh, that that person is Jason Veritek. And um, it really just hasn't been the same um, since he left. That was the same game. So the Yankees were up. I mean, they ended up winning the division anyway. The Yankees did, but the Yankees were up, I think, pretty big in that game. And then that brawl started. Um, Veritek slapped A-Rod, and then they won that game in the bottom of the ninth on a Bill Miller walked off against Rivera to win that game. And that was the that was the big turnaround. And they just kind of didn't let up from there. They didn't win the division, but it was just that was that's one of the biggest games in the history of the Red Sox. That'd probably there's there's a show right there. What's the biggest game in the history of the Boston Red Sox? I think that would probably win. All right, Joey, we're going to you for the number 12 pick. You've got, uh, once again, two in a row. Right now we're looking at uh, first base needs to be filled, all three bench spots, and our last reliever. What are you thinking for pick number 12? It wasn't a lot of good for I wasn't a lot of you know good first baseman on the uh, early 1900s team. So for me, it was between two guys, um, but I had to go with Euclidus. Uh, I, I want to go with Euclidus. You, you know, the guy in 07 and 08. I mean, 08, he was like what third in the MVP voting. I mean, he's just a great, great player, great hitter. Our team's OBP is going to be ridiculous with with Euc in this lineup. I mean, you know, a little toxic, you know, a little toxic, you know, might have some problems with many in the lineup, but, you know, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Tris Speaker can, you know, get involved in that and make some amends between those guys. Guys from other teams didn't like Euclid, but I think he got along with everybody. He got in a slap fight with some, oh yeah, Manny slapped him once, didn't he? Mm -hmm. That's right, in the, in the dugout. I remember that. But I mean, what do you do? I love, he, he, he was my first baseman too, that I had. I mean, he was fantastic. Guy did everything well. He was kind of a agitator too for the other teams. Um, I just, yeah, I don't think there was any other. If someone picked Millar, I was going to friggin' scream. But so great, great pick, Joey. Great pick. I had Millar. Oh, God. I had him. 
but it was so close between him and Euclid. Um, I got nothing bad to say about Euclid. I loved Euclid too. I watched Euclid more than I watched Millar. Um, another dirt dog, you know, just like Pedroia, defense, OBP. Uh, gotta love the guy. I always thought of Euclid uh, as more of a third baseman than a first baseman. So he didn't make he didn't make my cut for that reason. But I mean, it's 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 definitely close, and I and I like the pick, Joey. You've also got pick number thirteen, looping back around. This is our final round. We've got four spots left. We need three bench guys and a reliever. Who's going to be your final pick? So you know, I'm assuming we all know who's going to get picked for the second reliever, unless someone unless someone does something very bad. So I'm going to go with the bench guy, and I'm going to go with a uh, a teammate. A teammate of Tris Baker, uh, I think he I think he holds the uh, franchise record for steals. So we're going to be adding some speed, some old timey classic speed to this team. I'm going to pick Harry Hooper, right fielder. He can play all of the outfield. Excellent player. He's got rings. Part of what they call the Golden Trio. He's a, he's a speed demon on the base paths. He was really fast. He's like the fastest guy in the history of the franchise, or something. It was fast before they, you know, they wore spikes, you know, when they ran on barefoot. He could, he could outrun a, a Ford Model T. All right. Um, okay. All right. Uh, it's back around to me now. Pick number 14, uh, my last pick in the draft. And I had a guy for a bench spot that I wanted for his speed. Um, and maybe not. Uh, one of the best players to ever wear a Red Sox uniform uh, in a World Series year, that is. Um, but I'm going to have to pass on him now. Um, and th- that's because we've got Harry Hooper, who's going to come off the bench for us and and be our pinch runner. And so I'm going to go big. And I feel like this is a bold pick for pick number 14. But I feel like this is a guy that gives us a lot of versatility that is both um, as a hitter and as a pitcher. I'm going to go for 1918 Babe Ruth. Wow. <laughs> I you got feel, Ruth on the bench. You don't think he's going to be a huge distraction in the clubhouse? You got no, me sitting on the bench. <laughs> like I said, it's a bold, it's a bold <laughs> 16 or whatever we're at 14. Um, but I feel like he can't take a starting spot because he does both. And so we're going to give that starting spot to somebody else. Um, this is a guy who in 1918 led the league with 11 home runs. <laughs> that was, you know, 1918 was sort of the year that kicked off his offensive dominance. Um, he also started 19 games that year and pitched 166 innings. Listen, it is a bold pick for 14. I've said that. I know that. I'm not crazy about it. I had a guy that was more heartfelt um, that I'll talk about when we get to the discards that I was going to do for my speed demon, but that spot got filled up. I also feel like we know who that last reliever is going to be. So I figured I'd blow it up with my last pick in the draft. So I I don't know who this Babe Ruth guy is. Is anything like Shohei (laughs) Otani? Anything like that? (laughs) 
I, our team is going to have an interesting dynamic. It's it's going to be an interesting <laughs> dynamic on this team. They might not. Many, how, you're talking about getting drunk to the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> this team is getting drunk to the ballpark. How many? How many of those home runs I wonder left the park, and how many of them just rolled for 800 feet because there was no fences, and even that fat ass Babe Ruth was just able to circle the whole bases to get around. I know who you were thinking, Pat, who you were going to take before Joey dropped the Hooper bomb on us. And I had him too. I had him on my bet. I mean, unless I'm really mistaken, I know who you had and I had him too for that exact same reason. So kudos to you on that. The Babe Ruth pick is bold. You're going to have a clubhouse mutiny by the third inning of the first game of the season. But I like the, I, I like assuming chemistry just happens then i mean you can't argue with it you can't argue with the pick yeah him and manny fighting for left field i I think it's gonna be fun 1918 was the first year ruth took hgh so that's why the home runs just went through the roof right there (laughs) uh doug before we get to you at pick 15 i'm curious your thoughts on the babe ruth pick at 14 how can you not have a team with babe ruth on it I don't have much to Short say. And sweet. I don't have much input. Uh, someone else wants to. No, match the time. Go for it. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Let's uh, move on You've to your. Left. We do, and that, hey, that's a, a a bench lefty oh. and and a left-handed pitcher. So Aiden will be thrilled. We have a lefty. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Doug, we're to you. Pick number 15. We've got one bench spot to fill and one reliever that we need who's going to be at 15. I feel like you put me in a bad spot here, Pat, because I know the pitcher you wanted to pick earlier, and I, I don't want to um, leave Luke out of his steal-a-pick or his, uh, his veto or whatever it is. Um, so now I feel like I have to take him. Um, Jonathan Papelbon, right? You got it scare the crap out of you when you're watching, you know, when you were watching him on TV. Um, he was our closer for a good six, seven years. And, you know, he was, he was part of those teams, man. And everyone loved the guy. I mean, some people didn't, but I did. Um, couple, he had a temper, but um, he was, a, he was a good guy. He was a great pitcher. What do y'all think? I feel like Papelbon is like the obvious like franchise guy. I mean, he leads the franchise and saves. But when I think of 2007 Papelbon, I think of that moment where they clinched and he held his fists up. And I felt like that energy was the energy that he brought whenever he pitched. And sometimes that was a good thing. And sometimes that was a bad thing, but it was always fun to watch. And he was the guy that we counted on for a long time. I have a question. So I didn't, my other reliever was not, I was probably the only one who didn't have Papelbon as one of the relievers. So if you got Koji and you got Papelbon as your relievers, right? Who is the closer? Who sets up who? Well, Koji. with the rotation that we have, um, you have to use them pretty <laughs> sparingly. True. So it's, it's really just, it doesn't it's just <laughs> flip a coin. <laughs> Well, no, so it doesn't matter. They're just both going to be just catching rays in the dugout. I'm thinking all the about. Game. I have a strategy. Let me tell you my strategy. All right, if the game again the 17th inning, right, <laughs> and, and, and 
his arm was just falling off. This is what we do. We have to have Pap set up Koji because we have velocity change, right? So we're going to have Sai, you know, and Smokey Joe. We're going to go then to Pap, which is going to freak them out. And then Koji back to slow again. We got to mix up the team. So that's that's what I would go with. We can go with Applebon as the opener. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing 100 mile an hour gas just to throw them off and then bring in Smokey Joe Wood with his 78 mile an hour gas. And they don't know what's coming next. I do agree. I think Koji has to be that that last guy just just because he's Koji, man. High fiving everyone, loving everyone. <laughs> but Papabon was a freaking bulldog. All right, Luke, you've got the number 16 pick. And a reminder for those watching, Luke has this veto. So he can either choose to just select number 16, and that's it. That's going to be our final bench spot. And then we're going to move on uh, to the discards. We've got our team. Or he can choose to take over somebody else's spot, replace a player. And then that person will get the 16. So, Luke, before you give us a decision uh, on who your person is, I'm wondering, are you going to pick 16 and a bench spot or are you going to veto? I have we have I feel like our bench is lacking. There's a lot of positions that are uncovered here, but I'm going to have to leave that to somebody else because I'm looking at this mess and I just I'm looking. I have the diamond drawn and I have the pitcher's mound right in the middle. And I'm looking at the two names on there and the fact that and the fact that I've never seen either of them pitch. I don't know if they would be, you know, driving a cab today if they if they had to try to navigate their way to the major leagues right now. So I am going to replace I am going to replace a starting pitch. I, I have the utmost respect for my elders, but and I, I mean, how can you. Uh, you can't take Cy Young off of off of this. You can't. I mean, 511 wins. They named the freaking award after him. So if you got to take one of them off, I'm afraid it's got to be Smokey Joe Wood. Um, and I mean, I think it's pretty. Well, no, it's not pretty obvious because I got two pitchers that I could easily slot in here. If we're going by individual seasons, I got one from 04 and I got one from 07. And not picking one of them seems kind of like blasphemy. But I mean, and I look at the other one and I'm like, you look at his year that he had that year and how do you not have him on the team? But when you look at it, name value means something when the hitter knows he's stepping in against maybe the greatest pitcher of all time, then that kind of brings that pick up, makes it a little more valuable, brings it up a, a level. So I'm going to replace Smokey Joe with Pedro Martinez. 2004 Pedro Martinez. I'm going to say David Price. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you can't have a, a Red Sox all-time great lineup without Pedro Martinez in there. Everyone loves him. He's a – he was – I agree. He's, he's one of the best, if not the best pitcher – to step foot on our mound. All right, Joey, your uh, Smokey Joe pick has been taken over. Uh, he's been replaced with Pedro Martinez. And so now the number 16 pick goes to you and we need a bench guy. What are you thinking about being vetoed and who are you going to give us as our 16th player on the team? 
I have to give an impassioned defense of Smokey Joe. I want to compare some stats. I want to compare some statistics right now, okay? We are talking about 2004 Pedro, right? 2004 Pedro. 2004 Pedro with a 3.9 ERA, right? I mean, this is not even prime Pedro. 3.217 innings would be a lot for nowadays, right? This is not prime Pedro, but let's compare it to Smokey Joe, shall we? Shall we, everyone? Smokey Joe in 1912, a 1.91 ERA with 35 complete games, pitching over 340 innings, okay? A playoff hero, someone who had three wins. He, com- he had 10 shutouts. And you know what? I mean, if we were talking 2099, Pedro, then I think we, you know, we might be there, but... I think I think I don't think um, Smokey Joe would have told the Yankees to call him call the Yankees his daddy. I, I don't think he would have done that. Well, the ten complete game, the ten complete game. Wait a minute, no, ten shutouts and thirty-five complete games aren't nearly as impressive when you consider that he started one hundred and sixty-two games. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Our rotation—we only have two starting pitchers, and that you, everyone else thought that that was because. You know, we were trying to shorten the length of the video, but no, because we're, we're going with a two-man rotation. You know, that was our plan, a two-man rotation. You also have to think about the fact that he um, only would throw 60 pitches a game in 45-minute games. Yes. So it was easy to to complete a game. Yes, the game Easier, lasted as long right. as an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> All right. Well, unfortunately, Joey, that your number one pick, your 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 first pick that you chose, rather, he's off the board. He's been replaced by Pedro, and you have the responsibility of replacing or not replacing, rather, choosing uh, the final guy, the final bench guy. So, which guy from the nineteen twelve team is going to come off the bench for us? <laughs> this guy isn't on the nineteen twelve team. All right, he's a. Uh... He's a man. He's a glue guy. I'm trying to get a glue guy for this team. All right. A utility man. You know, he, he throws slightly slower than Smokey Joe. Right. But that is not his main position. I'm going to go Brock Holt. I'm going to pick Brock Holt. He plays every position on the diamond. He can come in anywhere. He's going to complete this team. You know, if, if the babe is drunk someday and can't play, we, we slot him right in there. Right. If, if Tris Speaker, you know, his horse is late to the park, we slide him right in there. Brockholt, play every position, glue guy. And he's, he, I mean, he, he hit close to 300 one of his years with us. Excellent player, great team guy. And, you know, he's going to be our, he's going to be our ultimate super utility man. And he's probably going to get some innings. I didn't have Holt on my team. I thought about it because of his versatility and everywhere he can play, but if your other two bench guys are Harry Hooper and Babe Ruth, then how can you not have Brock Holt or Kike Hernandez in there? And Kike Hernandez isn't eligible anyway. So good pick. I love the pick, Joey. He's my number 16. If I had that final slot, I figured we'd go for the fun guy, the guy who could play everywhere. And I think you had the same thought. I love it. Doug, final thoughts on Brock Holt and uh, the 16 guys we have on our squad. I didn't have Brock Holt on my list, but just because there are better hitters to come off the bench. But I love Brock Holt. Who hit for the cycle against the Yankees in the postseason? 
What? Let's go. I love it, Joey. Great pick. All right, so those are our 16 guys. We've got Veritek, Euclid, Pedroia, Devers, Bogarts, Manny Ramirez, Tris Speaker, Mookie Betts, David Ortiz, coming off the bench, Harry Hooper, Babe Ruth, Brock Holt, our two starting pitchers, because why do you need more than that at this point? Uh, Cy Young and Pedro Martinez, our two guys in the bullpen, Koji Uhara and Jonathan Papelbon. That's our team. Be interested to, to see what you guys think in the comments down below. Um, who, was, who would be on your team? Who would you choose? What do you think about our picks? Before that, though, we're going to go over a couple of discards, the guys who didn't quite make the cut, the guys that we liked, um, but just for whatever reason, maybe it's the other guy's picks or position or whatever it is, didn't quite make the team. I'm going to go in draft order. I'm going to start with Luke. Give me like two guys that you liked but didn't quite make the cut. That starting pitcher I was talking about before, I think I get the feeling that most of you guys were talking, thought I was talking about Chris Sale. Um, I wasn't. I was talking about 2007 Josh Beckett. He was an absolute beast. He was 20 and seven. He should have won the Cy Young. CC Sabathia can go screw. He was unbelievable. I was at game one of the ALDS against the Angels. He, I think it was a four hit shutout. He was dealing. He could get any, just about any team out just using his fastball, just with his location and his power. He was phenomenal that year. One of the best seasons I've ever seen from a Red Sox starting pitcher. And the other, um, really quick, I have Mike Napoli on the bench because he could back up the catcher and the first baseman. But also my other reliever wasn't a closer. I had Hideki Okajima as my other relief pitcher because I didn't want to have two closers because, you know, that's, you know, you want to get to the eighth inning, the ninth inning if Cy Young and Smokey Joe Wood aren't pitching every game. So, you know, Phenomenal eighth inning guy, 2.22 ERA in 2007, 0.97 whip, could go two innings anytime. Actually had a 2.9 war as well and had 27 holds. All right, Doug, uh, two guys, your discards didn't quite make the cut. Who are they? Uh, I got two pitchers also. One of the guys who I thought Luke was talking about uh, in Kurt Schilling and the other in Nate Eovaldi. Um, my picks surrounded guys who will go out and battle for you. Uh, we got Kurt Schilling with the bloody sock game. And then you got Nate Eovaldi who pitched those six, seven innings in, in relief against the Dodgers in, uh, in 2018. You can't ask for these guys to do more. And they go out and they battle when they're – you know, tired, hurt. Those are guys that I want to put out there when I need to win a game. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, when when Luke was saying 2004, I thought it was going to be Kurt Schilling. Um, I feel like if we're doing individual seasons, um, Pedro was our guy for a long time. I feel like in 04, I choose Schilling over Pedro. Um, just like you said, bloody sock game, finished second in Cy Young voting that year. Um, and all at age 37, too. Um, he was the most dominant pitcher on the team. So he was uh, my pitcher discard. When I said it before that I was choosing between the old school and the new school, um, he was my guy. And the guy off the bench that I want to shout out that um, I was going to choose as our speed demon before um, Harry Hooper uh, was going to be Dave Roberts. 
Um, I feel like you don't have the Boston Red Sox of the 21st century without Dave Roberts. And that is for exactly one steal ever. Um, I could have uh, cared less about him pretty much any other time. Um, but that steal was the steal, the capital, the capital steal for a reason. And um, he was the guy that I was thinking of coming off the bench. But then we had Harry Hooper and I figured, let's go to the babe. I could have sworn you were talking about Ellsbury. Oh, that, you know, that's would have been he a great pick as well for that spot yeah i think it's funny we keep thinking we know what each other are going to choose and i don't think that's happened a single time mm-hmm. uh <laughs> uh joey discards real quick two guys uh that didn't quite make the cut for you who are they i didn't want to go totally medieval on you guys and you know he, he didn't quite make the cut for me uh i was gonna i was thinking about you know dutch leonard um you know guy might other people might not know but he actually holds the record he holds the record for lowest ERA in a season for a starting pitcher in, in all of MLB history, which is why I, I know of him, why I eked him out. He had a .96 ERA. His his ERA plus was ready, ready 279. <laughs> so, you know, crazy good. Um, career cut short. But, uh, you know, he didn't quite make the cut for me. And then my my other guy, you know, you guys kind of got into it, was, um, was going to be Ellsbury. Remember how fast he was? So he's a speed guy. And that 2011 season, he should have won the MVP. So if we can get that on our team, you know, that's great. And, you know, I think our team's really looking good. I think if May, you know, share some of his supplements with Tris Speaker and, you know, some of our old-timey players that, you know, our team could really start hitting a lot of bombs. So I'm very excited for this team. One really quick thing. Uh, he didn't get any mention at all. And I can't let this stand. Bill Miller didn't even get mentioned at all in this i had him as my bench guy he could only, he only really played third base but if you can play third you can play first and he could probably play second too so i'm I, you know won the batting title batting ninth um i don't know why he was batting ninth so that mark bellhorn is 200 k's could bat second but that's terry francona for you that's another show uh but i just i, I had to give some love to bill Miller. i love i love joey's ellsbury pick um he was awesome in uh 07 13 and then he went and cursed the yankees forever it's the ellsbury curse <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right guys that's our team uh like i said before interested to see what you guys think in the comments down below uh which of our picks did you like did you not like who would you have had on your team um, i'm really excited to see some of the interactions we've got on this one all right i also want to know if you like this Tell us down below. We'll do more of these fantasy drafts. We are looking for some fun stuff to do while we're in this lockout. We're in this off-season lockout, and, and this has been uh, a lot of fun for us. All right, guys, for Luke, Doug, Joey, myself, I'm Patrick. That's all we've got for you. Please like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff, and we'll see you guys next time.